0: podcast episode seven alex Average produce back again subscribe to our youtube channel like and comment on our videos and listen to our podcast right here on youtube along with spotify and Podbean. this podcast is also pending on apple and google podcasts wednesday we had on former giants defensive tackle stacy dillard monday was co-host of leading blue and also co-host of talking giants justin pedic next wednesday we'll have another talking giants co-host on bobby skinner and next tuesday a very special guest i'll announce that on monday Today we'll be comparing the Giants depth chart. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, now we are on the New York Giants depth chart right here on OurLads.com. For anyone who can't see this, probably listening on Podbean or Spotify, probably go to OurLads.com. They do have depth charts, they do have rosters. Now this depth chart, I'm going to remind you, for anyone on YouTube, this isn't necessarily correct. They have not hit the field yet. They haven't even started training camp. They haven't even started mini camp. So this is going to be a little screwed up, and I'm going to point out those mistakes. Starting out with the quarterback position, Daniel Jones, Nicole McCoy, Alex Tanney, Case Cookus. Now, McCoy, I think he's here to stay, to be honest, as a backup for the next probably two years. He's got a lot more experience than Alex Tanney, a lot more experience than Case Cookus. Cookus hasn't even taken a snap in the NFL as he's an undrafted free agent. But Jones is here to stay as the franchise quarterback right now and probably in the future if he does progress through this year Colt McCoy uh as I mentioned a lot more game experience experience than Tanney so he's I think a lock See in the preseason Alex Tanney they for some reason love him he's only played two games in his career and one of those games was with the Titans one of those games was actually with the Giants last year when Eli Manning came out but all he did was hand off the ball I think he could be on the chopping block this year, depending on what they do at third quarterback. It's going to be between him and Cookus, but I don't think they'll keep Cookus on the roster. I think they could move from the practice squad, depending on his play. Moving now to the running back position, Saquon Barkley, Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, Jonathan Hillman, and Javon Lee. Now, Saquon Barkley here's your starter. He's your franchise starter. He's going to be there. Deion Lewis, your backup he was signed from Tennessee in March. He's a good veteran. He's a good veteran backup. Was a backup for Derrick Henry for the last two years. Wayne Gauman, who's a fourth-round pick of 2017. Jerry Reese's regime, so that I'm going to get into that and why he's on the chopping block. 2019 undrafted free agent out of Rutgers, Jonathan Hilleman. And 2020 undrafted free agent out of Maryland, Javon Leak. Now, Saquon is your immediate starter. Dion Lewis... I think is a lock as a backup pending any injury we saw this with Rod Smith last year but obviously Deion Lewis has I think two Super Bowls or one Super Bowl under his belt that's what gives him the upper hand now talking one and two running backs filled you at least need a third running back maybe a fourth if they choose to keep five in total because you obviously considering fullback as a running back position Wayne Gallman, I think he's on the chopping block. I think he's falling out of favor of the Giants' coaching staff. Obviously, that was last year, but I think Gettleman could move him. Training camp, preseason, in a regular season. I like Wayne Gallman, but I think his opportunities are going to decrease. And for a team that really is trying to build, I think he's going to go. He was meant to be like a franchise running back. Not as good as Saquon Barkley, though. He was meant to be a starter, but obviously with Reese getting fired, Plans went haywire. So I think he's gonna be moved this offseason or possibly before the regular season. So that's that. Jonathan Hillman, the Rutgers product. I don't think he's staying. Uh in his opportunities in the NFL, he didn't do well. He fumbled against the Redskins, also fumbled for a touchdown against the Patriots. In a time that Eli Penny and Jonathan Hillman were in the backfield. Because Saquon Barkley and Wayne Gallman were injured. That was a living hell. If you haven't already, go watch that uh, game. I don't know where it's available. But you will definitely see that that was a game from hell for both sides. Multiple turnovers on the offense. But that's another discussion. Now you got Javon Leak, the Maryland product. From this year, he was back up to McFarland. I think his name is Anthony McFarland. From Maryland, he is now on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he was drafted in the 4th or the 5th round. Not sure on that one. Now, Javon Leak has the ability to return kicks. What also good is, you know, if you place him as the 3rd running back, or he's the 2nd running back for surprises, or if he goes in, Saquon Barkley's injured. He played minimum snaps at Maryland last year, obviously behind McFarland, 7 yards per carry on, like, 100 rushes and like 700 yards that's a lot and this that's what this Giants offense needs even if it's a fullback or maybe a running back backup that's producing those yards that's confidence and depth the running back position as I mentioned this guy can also return kicks which is also good and the Giants have been looking for that and I think that's why he gets the upper hand over jonathan hillman and Wayne gallman now we're going to move to the fullback position this is not really much of a competition i think eli penny's here to stay i think george Aston. haven't done much research on him i think he's just there to have competition with penny we'll see in the preseason we'll see in training camp but i think eli penny's here to stay he's a good fullback blocker better than shane smith now wide receiver position this is a lot of competition Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton are your main statewide receivers. Now, you've got to figure out four, five, and six behind him. If they choose to keep six, they might keep five. They might keep seven for some reason. That's This is the Giants we're talking about, everyone. Cody Core, who was waiver wire pickup from 2019, did well on special teams. Wasn't much of a pass target, I must say, but he probably will fill the void of Antonio Hamilton being that star special teamer, something Dave Gettleman loves. I think that's going to be his only role. Now, Damari Scott, punt returner and kick returner last year, did well as a kick returner and a punt returner. He's not much of a pass catcher, so I could see him staying on the roster. I could not. It's a half and half. Preseason training camp will show, but I honestly think he could go, and they could keep him on the practice squad, but if the Giants ever need a backup kick return or a backup punt return, Damari Scott is there, but as I mentioned before, Javon Leak has the ability to return kicks and punts. This candidate has not been much talked about by any Giants podcasters, Corey Coleman. He was a candidate for wide receiver three last year, wide receiver four, tore his ACL when I was at training camp, the first day of training camp that was open to the people. And he tore his ACL last year, was out for the season. Was a punt returner and a kick returner in 2018 for the last couple of games after the bye week. And the Giants went on a 4-4 four and four streak. But a lot of people wanted hit him in wide receiver 3. Obviously that didn't happen to an ACL. I do think that he could be a late bloomer and a weapon for this offense. He's just not going to be one of those 1-2-3 wide receivers. So I do see him possibly staying. Take a look at Benjamin Victor. Ohio State product, undrafted. A lot of people were surprised he's undrafted. Had a lot of success with Justin Fields over Dwayne Haskins. Didn't do well with Dwayne Haskins, who's now in the Redskins. But Justin Fields is going to be in next year's class, but that really doesn't matter. Benjamin Victor could be an undrafted free agent that makes this team. As I said, I haven't done my research, but I think he's a candidate to make this team from people I've heard from. Next wide receiver, David Sills. Now, I think he came from the Panthers or maybe the Bills as an undrafted free agent giants picked him up stashing him on the practice squad and then put him on the active roster in the regular season does he stay i don't know what value he has to this team i might have to do more college research i can he came out of west virginia so we'll see what happens as far as that goes now Derek dillon lsu wide receiver don't know much about him one of the targets four five six targets of joe burrow at lsu they won the national championship last year. But he's definitely a candidate to make this rush now. And by Edutawo, I do not I forget if he was in training camp and in preseason last year. He was in 2018. Quiet camp. Not productive, but quiet. And he got cut in the preseason. Or I should say at the end of the preseason. I don't know what weapon he is to this team. If it's a 4, 5, and 6. As I said, I think those undrafted free agents do have kind of a upper hand over him i think coleman has an upper hand over him and i think damari scott might have an upper hand over him i just don't see him staying with this team alex backman i'm not going to get too much into him because i've done much research but i don't know what weapon he is to this team as a four five and six receiver reggie white jr my favorite undrafted free agent from 2019 I'm surprised he didn't make the roster i think he could have made the roster over damari scott in a time of need and possibly over Benny Fowler. I didn't like Benny Fowler. I thought he was a bland pass catcher. He didn't offer much of anything to the Giants when Slayton was out, when Tate was out, when Shepard was out, when everybody was out. Austin Mack, Ohio State product. Don't know much of him. He was also a secondary wide receiver for Ohio State. Was a good pass catcher. Uh, I think it's Benjamin or Mack that's one of those two guys that's definitely he can go up there and get it and a lot of the Giants wide receivers are short so they need a guy who's taller okay now looking at the tight ends you have Evan Ingram Caden Smith Levine Toilolo Eric Tomlinson, Garrett Dickerson and Undrafted Free agent Kyle Markway Evan Ingram and Caden Smith are the number one and twos whether you like it or not Evan Ingram is staying this year he's staying next year we'll see if the Giants sign him to a long-term contract Caden Smith was very impressive at the end of the last year came over from the waiver wire uh, from San Francisco Levine Toilolo from San Francisco, uh, he's more of a blocking tight end than he is a pass catching tight end, so that's something that should be put on his resume. Eric Tomlinson, former Giant as well, played the first two games for the Giants last year. I don't know if he played the second one, but he definitely played the first one against the Cowboys. Uh, Former Jet, pass catcher a little bit, run blocker more. Garrett Dickerson, the undrafted free agent from 2018. I think he's at a Northwestern if I'm not mistaking uh more of a blocker than he is a pass catcher but I don't know if I see him staying I think the more competition is between Toy Lolo and Tomlinson I think Toy Lolo will win because of his veteran leadership and I think that he is more of a blocking tight end therefore replaces Rhett Ellison we'll see what Kyle Markway does we did see that CJ Conrad was released a couple of days ago with the other undrafted free agent signings that someone I hope would have competed again because he didn't make the team last year but we'll see what happens at the tight end position the offensive line position well the multiple positions that are consistent in the offensive line left tackle Nate Solder he's gonna probably stay or maybe get cut unexpectedly because he's got a big 19 million dollar cap hit he giants 13 million in dead cap if he does go but they do have six million saved if they do cut him I don't know what use to this team he is. Maybe a veteran presence, but you've got Kevin Zeitler and you got Cameron Fleming, which covers both of the guard and the tackle position. Matt Peart, third-round pick out of UConn. It's going to take a little bit for him to develop, but he's really a right tackle. I don't trust this thing when it says he's a left tackle. He's a right tackle. He was drafted as a right tackle at of UConn, and I think it's going to take a little bit for him to develop, but they could probably throw him in the fire near the end of 2020 to see how he develops. Well, it depends on the coaching staff now chad slade he was the veteran swing guard coming out of the 2019 preseason he made the roster did pretty good in the preseason against the twos and the threes now he didn't play at all in the 2019 season the gates played at guard, so they prioritized him over chad slade i honestly think chad slade is to go I like Chad Slade, he's a veteran presence, but they got Cameron Fleming, they also drafted depth with Shane Lemieux, and they also got Kyle Murphy, the undrafted free agent, they got Nick Gates, and they also got a bunch of other linemen, this is a good problem the Giants are having, they need to keep the good depth on the roster, Nate Wozniak, I think he's a former Viking, I don't know what he's going to do, I think he's just in there to compete, but we'll see what happens in the preseason, but... The Giants obviously drafted depth at the offensive line position and are getting undrafted free agents. So I don't know that was next days. Now you got left guard Will Hernandez. He's a 16 game starter the past 2 years. I don't know that he has missed a snap. A uh, very consistent starter, had a down year last year, struggled against big defensive linemen. Probably how Hunter's fault. I'm not going to say that Will Hernandez, it's not on him to get better, but I think a lot of that was caused by John Jalapio's bad play and you know the way he was being coached how hunter's gone now it's now mark colombo new coaching staff all of that should make hernandez a better person colombo good offensive line coach zach martin is the way he is because of him and jason alexander but let's move on shane lemieux the fifth round draft pick out of oregon one of the best offensive lines in college football if not the best I think he's definitely a run game mauler. He definitely could be t- cross played at center and guard. Um, Joe Judge said he was going to do that. I think he's a center or a guard for the future. Once Zeitler leaves or once Pulley leaves. Moving to the center position. You have Spencer Pulley at center. Um, I don't think he's here to stay for a while. I think he's going to start the first maybe 10 games. He was he started one game last year and started about 7-8 games the year before solid starter struggles against the big defensive lineman which is something that the Giants have been worrying about with John Halapio so I don't think he stays after 10 games this season but we'll see he could be a veteran trying to help Shane Lemieux and Nick Gates right guard position you have Kevin Zeitler and you have Kyle Murphy Rhode Island and Kevin Zeitler obviously the trade with Cleveland brought him over solid guard last year Unfortunately, he didn't make it to a Pro Bowl, and unfortunately, Kevin Zeitler didn't see the light because all of the tackles and the guards around him were playing like trash. So I definitely think if this offensive line improves, he should be a Pro Bowler. He's here for the next two, three, four years. If that, he's 31, I believe, so he's not here much longer with Shane Lemieux's development and with Nick Gates' development being long-term options final position on offense you have right tackle a bunch of guys here it's not all correct but we'll analyze that Giants signed Cameron Fleming in free agency from Dallas they also have Andrew Thomas their first round pick who's likely to start at right tackle for the season or maybe we'll throw him in the fire at left tackle and move Soldier to right tackle because that way if you see pressures coming from soldier's side Jones could move up in the pocket and release the ball Nick Gates is a guard center and tackle he's the third guy according to this depth chart which is not necessarily right but he's a swing lineman he's definitely a part of the future if this coaching staff treats him correctly and if they train him correctly behind him is eric smith a former new york jet he's backup tackle played in one game last year when the giants actually versed the jets didn't do too well gave up two sacks i don't think he's here to say i think he's here to compete though maybe get a practice squad spot now Tyler Haycraft I just saw this today so we'll see what he can do I could be on the practice squad at the end of the preseason I don't know where he's from I gotta do more research on him one of the many guys I gotta do research on but I think there you definitely have an undrafted free agent making the practice squad as I said it's a good problem the Giants have younger depth at the offensive line position that covers the offensive side of the ball next to the defensive side All right, so now we're looking at the Giants defense. We looked at the offense, and we're also going to look on special teams uh this This depth chart's a little more accurate. special teams is obviously accurate, but there's a little you know minor problems but let's take a look at defensive end. Leonard Williams came over in a trade last year from the New York Jets for a three and a five. Productive in the run game, pressures in the pass game, quarterback hits in the pass game, 0.5 sacks in the pass game last year. Didn't do so well with sacks. It was games where he was on and off with pressuring the quarterback, or at least getting hits on the quarterback. He was inconsistent there. He has been used as a defensive tackle too. So that's large in stopping the run, the Giants, something, something the Giants have not been able to do. B.J. Hill, the third round pick in 2018. One of them one of those picks being from the Buccaneers, which was him, the other one being Lorenzo Carter. BJ Hill, um, I've had mixed feelings on him. He's decent in the run game, if anything, decent below average. In the past game, he only got one sack last year compared to his five and a half the rookie year. Definitely downgraded last year, um in in production. Didn't see a lot of him because of Leonard Williams, so we'll see if Patrick Graham likes him, we'll see if that playing time goes up next defensive end is rj mcintosh he is fifth round pick from miami in 2018 one of gentlemen's first giant picks uh rotational defensive tackle they do list him as a defensive end, a defensive end on here so got two sacks last year one against the vikings one against the dolphins vikings had an average o-line terrible o-line for the dolphins i don't see mcintosh staying this year unless patrick graham really fits him into his defense nico lalos dartmouth undrafted free agent haven't had much research on him but ranked in the top five in sacks and tackles for a loss in his division however however you would put it uh defensive tackle dalvin tomlinson definitely a guy we should keep a lot of people are saying trade dalvin tomlinson send him off for a third round fourth round fifth round pick i don't honestly see why we should do that I think he has a good motor, a good bull rush when it comes to getting the quarterback. And also, he's also good in the running game, which is why he was brought over here as a draft pick from Jerry Reese's regime. One of the things he actually got right. Uh, last year's 7th round draft pick, Chris Slayton, one of them. The other one, George Safo Aje was cut. Chris Slayton, I don't think he's got much value here. He's inconsistent with his pass rushing. I don't know what he is in the running game. We didn't see him at all last year. He came on the... Active roster in the final game, but I think he was inactive. Going to another defensive end spot, I don't know if this is accurate as well. Dexter Lawrence definitely is a good starter, and he definitely should improve this year with Patrick Graham's defense. Two and a half sacks, multiple tackles for a loss in the run game. Big motor, big guy, big over 300 pounds. Definitely a producer for this defense, and definitely will continue to grow as far as the coaching staff goes and how the coaching staff produces him austin johnson free agent signing from the titans wasn't used a lot i think he was an undrafted guy wasn't used a lot in tennessee was used rotationally didn't get a lot of playing time uh joe judge when he was signed emphasized stopping the run with those big defensive tackles kevin wilkins brought in for competition did sign to the practice squad During the season and got signed to a reserve slash futures contract. Once the game was over against Philly, now you're looking at an outside linebacker spot, most likely pass rusher Kyler Fackrell. The Green Bay signing had ten and a half sacks under Patrick Graham as a linebackers coach in Green Bay in 2018, but the defense wasn't all that great, and it's still not that great for Green Bay. But definitely, you could see that Fackrell could have some familiarity, like Marcus Golden had here with James Betcher. Moving on to O'Shane Zimenez, definitely a guy that could grow. I'm not getting all my hopes up because Lorenzo Carter had the same production, but that production decreased last year. He got more playing time, Carter, but we'll move to that. Uh, Zimenez definitely can improve. You compare him to the other pass rushers of early this century, like um, Uminiora. Those guys had one sack in their first year coming into the league so right there that is just a big improvement and what also is also a standout is he came from a small school he came from old dominion it's not alabama it's not Notre dame it's not georgia it's not clemson it's old dominion so you faced lower ranked offensive tackles there but then to come into the nfl and you know totally get four sacks i think he's up for improvement as long as the coaching staff does right Carter Coughlin, seventh round pick from this year. I definitely like him. Watch some tape on him uh, against Iowa. Definitely can do more than that if the Giants develop him. I'm not saying he's going to be a stud, but he'll start out on special teams. Definitely could make this team or the practice squad if it gets worse to that. Oluwoli Betaku, Illinois product. I thought he was going to get drafted this year. Obviously, that didn't happen. Nine sacks and 13 tackles for a loss. I think that was this year in 2019. I think he could make the practice squad or he could even make the roster. The Giants need pass rush severely, whether it comes from multiple guys or whether it comes from another one guy if they resign Marcus Golden. They do have that tag on him or that tender on him that after July 22nd, he is a giant if nobody signs him by, by then. But right now, you're looking at a rotational pass rush system under Patrick Graham. Now you're looking at an inside linebacker. It lists Blake Martinez and David Mayo as the starters. That I wouldn't say necessarily is true because David Mayo is probably going to turn into a backup or could be the star- other starter at inside linebacker until Ryan Connelly is fully healthy. Blake Martinez came over from Green Bay. He's not really a cover linebacker, but he is a tackling linebacker. David Mayo, I would say the same thing. His started in the run game, but the pass game, you can't really rely on those two. Ryan Connolly, we have to see with him, only played four games last year, started, I believe, two of them, at inside linebacker, uh, got injured against the Redskins, tore his ACL, so we'll see where that goes this year, I really like him, but I honestly think Giants fans are overhyping him, because of the four games he played well in last year, an ACL tear changes somebody, most of the time, and if it happens to Connolly, we're going to be looking at another hellhole at inside linebacker but hopefully the best is to come for Connolly. looking at tate crowder now at the other at the second right inside linebacker position he is the mr irrelevant out of georgia has com- converted from a running back into a linebacker at georgia so he will need more time and more experience at the inside linebacker position special teamer or practice squad player as i said some guys you just really don't know. Now, the other inside linebacker, TJ Brunson. Obviously one of many. Uh, South Carolina product has a missed tackle problem. Maybe they could fix that when he gets to the NFL. But you're not really given it much of a chance as a 7th round pick. Possibly a special teamer. I know Dave Gittleman likes that. Possibly could go on the practice squad. We had four seventh round picks. So one of them going to make the roster at least, right? Uh, Josiah Tao Effa. UTSA. Uh, product from last year University of Texas San Antonio I thought he did well he I don't know if he can cover tight ends something that the Giants have been struggling at but how definitely showed some promise in the preseason you know limited time in the regular season when the Giants had a hell hole inside linebacker and hopefully they fix that problem Dominique Ross out of North Carolina undrafted free agent from this year four sacks 11 tackles for a loss and had his best year in 2019 with 60 total tackles I don't know if he led the team I don't know if he was a leader on the team he probably was knowing that you get a lot of opportunities in college more than you do in the NFL depending on the system now you go to the other outside linebacker position Lorenzo Carter as I was getting into earlier this is a make or break year for Lorenzo Carter because he got more opportunities last year and only got half a sack more than his rookie year which was four and a half Not many tackles for a loss, you could say, or Giants fans do make the argument, oh, Marcus Golden was in front of him. Marcus Golden was on the opposite side, and O'Shane Ziminis was a rotational pass rusher. He didn't start many games, but O'Shane Ziminis still got the same amount of sacks and got way more production than Lorenzo Carter. So, this is a make or break year for Lorenzo Carter, and he could be cut at the end of the preseason, depending, but I think they won't cut him at the end of the preseason. They'll hang on to him and possibly maybe decline an option on him or it depends on his contract depends on his contract but I don't think that he's longer to stay if he continues this low-level production not much improved Devontae Downs former Vikings linebacker special teams guy I don't know much of him played a little bit last year but didn't really do much Cam Brown six-round pick out of Penn State uh, can cover Has a little bit of a tackling issue, but he is a big hitter, and we saw that uh, in the film against Iowa. Chris Peace, waiver wire from LA Chargers last year. Went on IR. Rotational pass rusher, not really that much used. I think he's going to cut it in the preseason. Now this one, cornerback. Depends on where we're playing, but we're going to start out with the right cornerback, if that's what it says down here, probably does. Uh, James Radbury is the number one. Signed from Carolina, solid veteran that helps out this young secondary along with other pieces, Corey Ballantyne. He is more of an outside corner than he is a slot corner. The Giants tried to put circles and squares and circles and triangles last year when they put him and Grant Haley in the slot. Didn't work out and caused the Giants to give up many touchdowns because James Betcher didn't know what to do with himself because this team had a lack of depth at corner. But anyway, um, I think he's a good kick returner could stay as a special teams guy as i just mentioned but i don't think that he will stay for more than that if they don't put him on the outside he's not a slot corner chris williamson safety and also cornerback out of minnesota had his best year last year's only two-year starter so he will need to get more experience but the safety and the cornerback thing definitely give him an upper hand over people like rashawn golden Sean Golden being a third round pick In 2018 got cut last year Giants picked him up Of course he's a former Panther Uh, But there you go with Golden Or Golden however the hell you say it And then Malcolm Elmore The uh, Undrafted free agent at CMU Two interceptions last year That's tied for second on the team Excuse me not tied for second He had uh, He was in second interceptions and also had 11 passes deflected so that's something to look at uh let's go to the left cornerback spot DeAndre Baker leads that position obviously last year he didn't do so good had terrible coverage except until like week six of the season uh then he started getting better but we noticed against Washington there was a little messy play And they don't have great wide receivers. I mean, now they're moving on. They do have good wide receivers. They pick up some in the draft. But I don't think he faced Terry McLaurin. I think that was more of someone else's doing because Baker didn't give up a touchdown to McLaurin, I don't think. And Janoris Jenkins wasn't there, so it had to be someone else. And Baker did struggle that game, as did the whole secondary that game. Now you're going to Sam Beal. He could possibly be the late corner. They tried sticking him in the slot last year, like they did Haley, like they did Ballantyne. Didn't work. Um, I see a bright future for this kid if he plays outside. Uh, he could be a depth piece, but right now, if they keep sticking him at slot corner, it's not going to work. Montre Hartage is also safety, also a cornerback. Played decent last year in the time he did in Patrick Graham's defense in Miami. Uh, Christian Angulo don't know much about him he's an undrafted free agent so we'll see what the left cornerback position for him is doing he'll probably get reps with the second or third team now we go to slot corner Grant Haley, Corey Ballantyne, and Darnay Holmes Darnay Holmes I think should definitely be the starter here Grant Haley probably getting cut in the preseason if they keep sticking him at the slot corner and realizing oh my god it's not working and there's way too much depth at the corner position uh, for the Giants to be sticking him there. So I think you might see them try to expand his uh, play variety. Sticking him at safety. Sticking him maybe in the box more. Because that's where he's good. He's good in the box. But he's not a good cover guy when it comes to the slot. Corey Ballantyne already mentioned. Don A. Holmes played slot in college. Obviously it's a big difference compared to the NFL. Um, played at UCLA. Had a decent year last year. A lot of Giants fans were... A lot of Giants fans were pissed off with that move, drafting him. But we'll see where that goes. Uh, definitely slot corner if he plays well in the preseason. Uh, moving to safety now. This is more, more or say the same complication when it comes to competition. Julian Love, uh, a draft. Excuse me. Notre Dame fourth round pick in 2019 was moved to safety. Did a decent job there. Uh, it's going to be interesting with Xavier McKinney playing there whether McKinney's going to be more in the box or Love's going to be out deep because you will see Peppers probably more in the box this is an exciting defense if Patrick Graham gets it correctly you're going to see Peppers in the box you see McKinney in the box all those guys you know now we have playmakers you're going to see more of those guys in the box you might see Love out deep it's they didn't even hit the field yet but it's something to look forward to Mark McLaurin undrafted free agent I think out of Mississippi or Mississippi State last year definitely was a safety linebacker product that James Betcher was trying to convert was out for the season last year, I believe, or didn't even make it. Drayvon Askew Henry from the XFL also played with the Steelers for a short amount of time. We'll see where he goes. Strong safety, you've got Jabril Peppers from the trade from Cleveland. Um, had a decent year last year. Showed some playmaking skills with the pick six against Washington, but that's against Washington. Can't really expect much. And Dwayne Haskins didn't really get reps with the first team uh, before he threw that pick, so, but Jabril Peppers can definitely make some plays, we saw that against the Vikings with his forced fumble on Dalvin Cook before he ran to the end zone, and little I should say, you know, after that, Jonathan Hillman or Eli Penny got stuffed in the end zone, that's when the safety happened and we lost that game, but anyway, coming after him is Sean Chandler, a drafted free agent from Temple in 2018, more of a special teams guy, Depth guy at safety, I don't think he lasts only because Nate Ebner is here. Either he plays free safety or strong safety. I just think Chandler will either end up on the practice squad again, or he could be done for real, or he could be used as a depth piece. We know how good depth pieces are to Dave Gettleman. Jacarius Andrews, I don't know much of him. But he had three sacks last year, one interception, eight passes deflected, 77 total tackles. One of the leaders on the team with his tackles. Uh, Don't know much of of him other than that. Definitely someone to compete with uh, at the safety position. You obviously got McKinney, Love, and Peppers being starters. Or at least three guys at safety. You probably need another guy at safety. So likely you're going to see somebody from this group be going on the roster in September. Now, not much to deal with special teams. You have Dixon, who's the punter of Rosas. They could probably pick a guy out from free agency or an undrafted free agent to compete with Rosas. He didn't have a good year last year. Part of that was due to Zach Diossi's poor snapping, but I think Diossi retired or he's still a free agent. Uh, he's gone now. They signed Casey Kreider from Denver, 2018 Pro Bowl snapper. But that should definitely help him and maybe familiarity with Riley Dixon. And however, they talk special teams. Uh, but that's that punt returner you got Golden Tate and Jabril Peppers also add Damari Scott is another punt returner kick returner you could add uh, what's his face Javon Leak to that position Darius Slayton kickoff returns a little bit last year did about average but he's not really a kick returner Corey Ballantyne did well in kick returning but I don't think he's going to last for more than that we'll see what happens with him because that's all he's good for, except he could play on the outside cornerback position, as I mentioned before, but is not sticking in the slot, and if they do that, they're only ruining their own products. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram at BleedingBigBluePodcast. Our podcasts are available on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and right now I got the update. We are now available on Google Podcasts within the next 24 hours. i happy to do it. Happy to put it on all those platforms for you guys. You guys are making it work. You guys are growing our pages. You guys are listening to our podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, Next week's schedule is on Twitter. Be sure to look at it. We'll be adding one more event for Tuesday's special guest. This is Alex Guyvich-Portis signing off. Have a good weekend, everybody.